Hey, welcome to the Stephanie Stevens Show, where I help you discover the power of communication and the keys that unlock the doors to freedom in every area of your life. Well, hello, my dear sweet friend. I hope you are well. I am coming to you this morning in my morning ritual. I just thought it would be so amazing to spend the first few moments of our day together because then I get to talk to you about my morning ritual. I don't really like the word ritual. Sometimes it sounds creepy. Maybe let's just say my morning practice. And so what I'm doing is instead of being in the studio, I'm just here with my phone and my microphone and my golden doodle wanting to sit on my lap. And I thought, what better way to actually share a morning practice than to actually come to you and spend time together during (laughs) my morning practice. Now, My children are older, so my morning practice has changed over the years, but I'm going to tell you how it's changed and how I'm able to carve out a few minutes a day because I'm inviting you to do the very same thing. The invitation today is to actually practically help you set your day the right way. We talked about this a few episodes ago, the importance of how you set your intention for the day, and I'm going to get down to the details of how I'm actually doing that. So I'm excited about that. First and foremost, I am Stephanie Stevens. This is the Stephanie Stevens Show podcast where we talk all things communications and not just external communication, my friend, but internal communication as well. In fact, I'm very excited to announce that I'm going to be starting to share with you in details a practice that I have created. I guess I'll call it a method. And it's the voice method And it includes a couple of different components, one being finding victory over inner communication errors, V-O-I-C-E. Clever, right? So we'll start diving into that as we go. I'm excited about that. We will unpack and share that. I also want to let you know that in a few days, I am going to be a guest on the Sam Crowley podcast. His podcast is called Every Day is Saturday. What a beautiful methodology behind his podcast and why it's named what it is. I think we'll probably share a little bit about that. But I have been very clear with Sam. No topic is off limits. And he did ask, you know, he knows a couple of the things that I've been through through the course of my life, including, of course, marriage and having children, going through not one, but two very painful divorces, um, being just about to the bottom of the barrel regarding everything in my life, uh, to building a very successful business. And, um, and, and also probably one of the most significant things that I have done over the course of the last 25, 26 years is advocacy for those who do not have a voice, including the special needs population. Um, my business does include assist, assisting people with, uh, community supports for special needs individuals. And I've also been an advocate for the autism and related conditions community for 25 years. So including legislatively. So, uh, we're going to have a lot to unpack, but I did make sure that he knew I, there's nothing we can't talk about. There are things that I have struggled with in my life that it's quite possible that many people are either dealing with now or we'll have a loved one that deals with. And it's some tough stuff. We all go through the stuff. None of us are immune from it. 
we can look like we're immune from it. We can pretend we're immune from it. And we can certainly make it look on social media like not a care in the world, not a problem to be found, right? We have become as a culture experts at doing that. And yet that is not real. It's not true. And it's not authentic. And so I am going to be willing to share really the depths of the, some of the struggles I went through starting early on in my life and also through high school with an eating disorder and in the early parts of college, struggling with my own sense of self, my own role, finding my own voice. It took me decades to find my voice. Um, I was a people pleaser to the degree that it, it caused me actual a physical damage over the course of the years because I simply didn't know myself and couldn't communicate once I did find myself who I was and what was important to me and what was valuable. My my primary mode um, of survival was really people-pleasing and being accepted and trying to be well-liked and well-received and, and, and accepted. And that's a slippery slope. That can get real, real, real dangerous. And for me, at times it did. I will willfully and happily and honestly share all of those things. And if it will benefit even so much as one person, it'll be worth it, right? Won't it be so worth it? Mm-hmm. I also want to mention to you, switching gears real quickly, my good friends and partners at Eniva.com, E-N-I-V-A.com. When you and your family or your loved ones are ready for pure, non-GMO, whole food supplementation, let Aniva know. I've got a coupon code for you. These are all the vitamins, minerals, and herb complexes that your body needs in one liquid ounce daily tastes like juice. It's the only way I was able to get supplementation into my precious earth angel, Benjamin, whom I've talked about on, on the podcast before. And so it really, really was a game changer, is a game changer for my family and our health. Easiest form to take supplementation can be liquid, especially for kids. So I encourage you, if you're ready for clean, effective, viable, easily, readily bioavailable products, please visit my friends at aniva.com. It's E-N-I-V-A.com. Your coupon code for $10 off is Pure Health. P-U-R-E-H-E-A-L-T-H. Pure Health. All right, so into our morning practice. Let me preface this by saying it's easier for me to carve out time now. My children are older. When I was a single mom with four kids and with my precious Benjamin, who has special needs, he has a diagnosis of autism, spoken at length about this on the podcast in previous episodes, there were periods of time where I got almost no sleep. I was so significantly sleep deprived that it was affecting all of my other body systems, including and especially my adrenals. So I had been diagnosed with adrenal fatigue, thyroid issues, you name it, because I was so incredibly depleted in every area of my life and sleep, whoo, sleep was one of them. I really did not have morning time because first thing in the morning, if I was able to catch some sleep during the nighttime, I would be up very, very early taking care of my babies. And babies don't sleep in. I don't know if you've noticed. They don't. So I got up when the first one would make their first little peep and rustle. So I didn't always have quiet time in the morning. There were times where I would send one off to school. This was before I homeschooled. I would send my oldest off to Montessori and then the therapist would come and start working with Ben and 
I remember, you know, one of my, then Nick was a little baby and I was pregnant with Savannah. Over the course of the seasons of my children's lives and ages, I would have to, just even for five minutes, I would sometimes go into the bathroom and shut and lock the door and just say, mommy has to go potty. I'll be out in a few minutes. (laughs) And just shut the door and take some very deep breaths. I would sometimes sit on the bathroom floor, right? Ew, gross. That was my quiet time, just trying to sit down on the floor, close my eyes and go within and find some inner quiet and inner voice. And I did that from time to time. I also had help from my family and my family would sometimes come and provide respite for me. And during those times I would go and try to do something that I really enjoyed to do. And during those times, let me tell you what, I would take full advantage of every moment I got. I would squeeze the juice out of every single solitary quiet moment, including in the car. You know, if I was going to a destination, if I was going to go, sometimes I would even just go to a nearby gym to sit in the steam room just to be by myself and to be quiet and to recalibrate my neurology, my nervous system, just to recalibrate, just to let my shoulders drop take some deep breaths, go within and find quiet. So it didn't always look the way it looks now. We do what we must, we do what we can. We do what is available at any given moment in time, but it is crucial. I do believe it's crucial that each and every day we find a couple of minutes where we can carve out and it's just us and our creator, just us and our creator, just that perfect, beautiful, intimate union. And there doesn't have to be a lot of conversation. It can be totally quiet and totally still. But with you this morning, I'm sitting down in my chair. I've got my wonderful little mushroom coffee drink. I blend coffee, organic coffee, of course, with a mushroom powder and it's delicious, but I, I like the, the mushrooms for the um, neurotropic effects. No, they're not psychedelics. These are nutrients. <laughs> I'm not altering my state because there's not even any caffeine in this mushroom blend. So onward into the morning practice. Okay, so first things first, when I get up, the first thing I do when I open my eyes is I say thank you. I glance out the window just to check to see what kind of day it is. Is the sun shining yet? Is it still dark out? And is it cloudy? Is it sunny? And I say, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for this morning. Thank you for this day. Thank you that inside of the course of this day are endless possibilities for endless miracles. And then I start to ask myself, I wonder what I will do today to influence the world my culture, my community, my family in a positive way, in a beneficial way. How can I today, how will I raise the waterline today? Hmm. Now, I don't try to answer that. That's not the point. The point is to get my brain thinking in that way and opening myself up to the possibilities. That's it, just opening myself up to the possibilities, creating the intention that I am open today to my creator, the creator, utilizing anything on the inside of me that will benefit others as well for the greater good. Okay, then, because listen, as soon as I take a breath and wrestle around and make it known that I'm awake, the other alive creatures in my household, aka my pets, they start 
letting me know they're hungry. So I don't, this isn't like Snow White where I, you know, fly out of bed with the, with the birds swirling around my head, picking up my gown behind me and causing me to float through the air all the way down to my morning meditation room. No, I don't, that, that's not how we do it here. My animals let me know they're hungry. So as soon as I say those first little moments and affirmations of gratitude and then ask those couple of questions, wonder what's possible today, wonder how I can influence this world for greater good today, then, yep, we jump out of bed and my animals follow me and I toddle on down and I make my way to the kitchen where I feed literally a gourmet meal to both my cat and my dog. I have been teased mercilessly by what I actually feed these animals because I respect them and I want them to live long, healthy lives. And so I, I do kind of actually make them little meals in the morning. And so we get that out of the way because my cat continues to meow until I feed her. It is a thing. I like to make sure that the living creatures in my household are fed well. They get fed first and foremost because why? Because then they stop making noise and then I can have a moment or two of peace. So get them fed, let the dog out, bring them back in. Then I grab my morning coffee and I sit down and I take a few deep breaths and I actually spend about two to three minutes actually cycling through deep breaths, deep diaphragm breathing, filling up my diaphragm, then my chest, deep cyclical breathing for two to three minutes. What is cyclical breathing? It's drawing breath in through the diaphragm, the lower part, under the belly, under the, under the lungs, and then <clears throat> allowing my lungs to fill. So first the diaphragm, then the lungs. Then I pull that breath all the way through the top of my head, and then I breathe it out like a circle. And I draw it back in again from my lower abdomen, all the way up through my lungs, through the top of my head, and out. Always drawing up air through the nose. Why? It's our filtration system. So I do that for two to three minutes. That calms the nervous system. It shuts off any and all stress responses, relaxation, all is well. And when my body knows that all is well, I can get my mind into a deeper state of relaxation. So I do that for two to three minutes. And by the way, when you do this, it's a beautiful practice in allowing for your lung capacity and your systematic or systems breathing to expand. So the more you do this, and I've talked about somatic breathing before, the longer you're able to actually go without drawing in a breath. And when you find that beautiful space in between drawing in a breath and having released the last breath, there's nothing like it. It's quiet. It's peaceful. You can go really deep within and I liken it unto, when I was a kid, I really loved to swim. I still do love the water, but I liked to be underneath the water and I would go to the bottom of the pool and sit at the bottom and try to see if I could stay down there for as long as possible. Just to see, what is it like on the bottom of the pool? You know, those noises that you hear, everything is drowned out. Everything is just sort of a, it's almost like everything is in slow motion. That's how I feel in between those long breaths when I'm waiting to draw air back in and my body is oxygenated. Your body can go minutes without drawing in oxygen because there's already oxygen inside of your body. It just needs to be circulated. So when you've circulated the oxygen through the body, through the breath, doing this practice of somatic breathing, which I've talked about in a previous podcast, practice this, you find that quiet space in between the breaths. It's beautiful. 
So I do this for two to three minutes when I've shut down stress responses in my body and the body is at a deep, quiet relaxation state. Then I can release the mind to that relaxation state as well. And that's what I do. And I go in for about five minutes of just total quiet, total silence. Just hearing what I hear, seeing what I see with my eyes closed, shifting my awareness to smelling anything that my olfactory senses can smell. In that moment, maybe it's nothing. Maybe it's the smell of the room. Maybe it's the lotion I put on the night before. Whatever that is, just observe that for a minute. And then I switch to tasting whatever I taste. It may be that leftover coffee taste in my mouth. I just notice that for a minute. And then I switch my observation to feeling whatever I can feel. What do I feel in this moment? Do I feel the cushion in my chair? The backrest? Do I feel the blanket over my legs? Do I feel the chill of the morning air coming through the window on my arms? What do I feel? I just notice that for about 30 seconds. I just go through each sense and notice that for about 30 seconds. And that is a moving awareness, mindful practice I learned years ago from Emily Fletcher. And I just started researching some of her work. She is somebody who has created all of these protocols and practices for mindfulness and meditation. And of course, years ago, when I was struggling deeply with anxiety and panic disorder, it was recommended to me to start discovering more about mindfulness and meditation to calm those nervous stress responses. So this is her practice. I want to give credit where credit is due. Emily Fletcher is where I learned this moving awareness practice where you switch your mindfulness and awareness to the different senses for just a minute or two, and then you continue to move on to total quiet and silence. The idea is not to think. The idea is to release, almost like you're cutting the cord on a helium balloon, release the thoughts into the air and disconnect. Why? Because we're disconnecting from any emotion. When we start thinking about things, we get emotionally involved, especially when they pertain to us or when they bother us. So the idea here is cut the cord to the thought because there won't be any emotion attached. We want to disconnect from the emotion and move into the observer. So there are times to meditate on things and then there are times to let the mind and the brain recalibrate. And when we let them recalibrate, it's like hitting the reset switch. Our brains need and benefit from brain breaks throughout the day. This is a great way to do it is to just shut everything off, release the thoughts. And actually, I heard somebody say, and I love this analogy, Kirby Delanerol, who's a, a pastor in Sri Lanka, has some really great analogies. And one of them is you want to become the tent that holds the circus, right? We go throughout the day in our juggling acts and, you know, almost like a three ring circus from time to time, switching hats and I'm playing mom role now and then I'm business owner in 30 minutes because I've got a meeting and then after that I'm going to switching into housekeeper because 
you know, I've got a vacuum and then I've got to turn over laundry and then I'm going to switch again into business role because I've got a manager's meeting that I've got, you know, I've got training to do for my staff and then I'm going to switch into friend mode because I'm getting a text message from a friend and she wants to talk for a couple minutes because something went on with her daughter. You name it, we are switching hats and roles pretty much all day, every day. This quiet is a time to release the hats, toss them up into the air. Remember Mary Tyler Moore? Toss the hat up in the air and just disconnect from it all so that we can reset and recalibrate. But you are rising above the circus of it all. You can observe the three rings of that circus, but you are the tent that holds the circus. You're not the juggling act. (laughs) You're not the clown on the bike, right? On the unicycle. You're not the lion tamer. You're, you're none of those things. You're simply the tent that holds it all and you observe from that position. And when I spend a few minutes in that space of quiet and disconnect from any emotional charge that any thoughts will bring, I can't tell you how much it does for the body, for the mind, and for the emotions to settle things in. And I spend a couple of minutes there, about five I spend about five minutes in that very, very quiet, quiet space, disconnect, being the tent that holds the circus, at least for that five minutes. Okay. And then when I'm done with that quiet time, I will spend three minutes doing a mindful observation of creation. I'm going to talk about this in the next podcast. I'm not going to give this all away now. I'm going to tell you how three minutes a day can change your life. But for now, I want you to know I spend three minutes then going into feeling and experiencing the next things that I plan on working on, my next goals and the things that I'm choosing and desiring and wanting to create. And then when I'm done with that, and I literally set a timer for three minutes on that, then when I'm done with that, I will grab whatever I'm looking to read for the day and I will spend 10 minutes reading. Maybe it's scripture. I've got a couple of other books I'm circulating through as well. Uh, Maybe I'll grab one of the other books, but I spend 10 minutes then reading. My friend, I have now at this point only spent about 15 to 20 minutes. Now I'm not talking hours here. I'm talking 15 to 20 minutes tops to start this morning mindful practice, but it sets the course for the day. When you can set the course of the day, creating a little space for yourself, engaging a breathing exercise, engaging mindful meditation, and then engaging some content, whether it's prayer, whether it is listening practice, whether it is reading something um, that really is important to you, scripture, or some type of um, inspirational, deep thought, soul-changing content. Even for 10 minutes, it's a game changer and it can set the stage for your day and it will set the stage for your life. Remember, our daily habits set the stage for our lives and how our lives look as the course of time goes on. So this is so important. Creating something that's just yours every day that puts you in the right frame of mind that helps reset your nervous system so that you can have the bandwidth to handle whatever's coming down the pike today for you, for me, is so important. It benefits you. It also benefits the ones that you love and the ones you are called in this world to influence and care for and support. So I invite you into this daily morning practice, my friend. 
Thank you for sharing time with me as always. Thank you for sharing the podcast. Thank you for rating the podcast. Thank you for subscribing. And I can't wait to see you in the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to The Stephanie Stevens Show. Please remember to subscribe so we can stay connected and you never miss an episode of the podcast. Oh, and if you haven't left a rating yet, please be sure to do so. It helps incredible people like you find the podcast. We'll see you on the next episode.